0: Hey, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Stop walking in front of the crowd.
1: to New Covenant Worship Center. We are here in our seventh Sunday in virtual church and we are grateful and we are excited about what God is doing here. We thank God for you all tuning in this morning. Come on, begin to share it. Begin to tell everybody that we are in our virtual church service on today. We are live here on Facebook. We welcome you guys to our service on this morning. We're going to Bombard on heaven in prayer. We're going to have praise and worship today. We're going to have an awesome word of God. And we're just going to minister to you today and encourage you and uplift your spirit on today. So I want you to get excited right in your home. I want you to begin to saturate the atmosphere. I want you to begin to just begin to lift up your hands and magnify him. Wherever you are in your home, wherever you at, you may be at work. You may be at your workstation. You may be in your basement, in in your living room, in your kitchen let's begin to saturate the atmosphere this morning because I'm in great expectation for a mighty move of God on today. So stir up the gift in your home as we begin to teach on Thursday night. Stir up every gift, stir up the gift of God as we begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand, praise, hallelujah. Glory to his name, hallelujah, Jesus. We bless you, we magnify you, we glorify you, God. We thank you for your grace this morning. We thank you for your mercy this morning, God. Lord, we come before you to tell you thank you on today, God. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to come into your presence, God, to magnify you, to glorify you and to lift up your holy name today, God. Lord, we come to say thank you on today, God. We thank you for your presence today, God. We thank you for your power today, Father God. We thank you for your grace, for your love, for your mercy on today, God. And Lord, we just welcome your presence, God, in the midst of our atmosphere on today, God, that, Lord, you will take charge, God. You will take authority on today, Father God, that you will have your way in the midst of us like never before, God. Lord, we exalt you this morning, God. We come to adore you this morning, God. We come to lay at your feet and worship with you all today God we come to praise you all today God We come to lift you up like never before, God. And Lord, we come to say thank you today, God. We thank you for keeping us through this week on today, God. We thank you for allowing us to see another Sunday, God. Lord, a day that you have made that we've never seen before, God. But this is the day that the Lord has made. And we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, begin to lift him up. Begin to magnify him. Begin to exalt him right in your homes on today. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for keeping us, God. We thank you for watching over us, God. And Lord, we begin to lift up those who are dealing with COVID-19 illnesses on today, God. Those who are sick in their body, God. Those who are being plagued with this virus on today, God. We decree supernatural healing on today, God. We place the blood of Jesus, God, over every person, God, that's been infected with this disease on today, God. We ask you to heal, God. We ask you to deliver on today, God. We ask you to remove the heaviness in their lungs, God. The, The labor breathing, God. Begin to open up their airways, God. Begin to open up, God, their respiratory system, God. Then, Lord, you're going to supernaturally heal on today, God. We begin to mind, God, any increase in numbers, God, any increase of deaths on today, God. We're asking you, Lord, to bring us out of this pandemic, God. We need your aid and assistance on today, God. We need your strength, God. We need your healing power, God. We need your wisdom on today, God, as you continue, the Lord, to pour out your strength, God, upon every first responder, God. Upon every nurse, every doctor, God. Lord, every medical staff worker, God that has to be on assignment, God, to deal with this virus on today, God. Give them strength on today, God. Give them courage on today, God. Begin to watch over them on today, God. Begin to cover them in the blood from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, God. And Lord, we speak blessings of hope on today, God. We speak blessings of life on today, God. I cancel the spirit of death, God. I come up against those words of doubt, those words of fear on today, God. We begin to release faith in the atmosphere, God. We begin to release the joy of the Lord to be our strength on today, God. We begin to release praises on today, God. That, Lord, we're putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness on today, God. And, Lord, we decree and declare, God, that you're blessing your people on today, God. Those who are dealing with anxiety, God. Those who are may be having stressful and worrying in their heart on today, God. Begin to ease their pain on today, God. Begin to be their comforter on today, Father God. Begin to reassure them, Lord, that you said you shall supply all of our needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God, we stand on your word today, God. We stand on your promises on today, God. That you never leave us nor forsake us on today, God. You said you never see the righteous forsaken nor receive begging bread, God. Make a way for your people today, God. Strengthen your people today, God. Bring them comfort on today, God. Those who are in a place of distress, God. Those who are in a place, God, where they don't know what they're going to do tomorrow, God. I pray that you begin to give them a plan, God. Give them strategy, God. Give them wisdom, God. That, Lord, we may be our barely one another's burdens on today, Father, God. That we may be our brothers and sisters' keeper on today, Father, God. That we may encourage them with our word of kindness on today, God. That we may come in, God, and meet their need, God. That we may begin to assist them, God, and give them the things that they need to sustain life on today, God. We call forth creative miracles, God. We call forth unexpected income, God. We call forth entrepreneurship in this hour, God. That you're going to stir up the gift of God in us on today, God. That you're giving us witty inventions on today, God. That nothing shall go lacking in our family, God. Nothing shall go lacking in our home on today, God. I thank you for the increase, God. We thank you for the overflow on today, God. Lord, strengthen every marriage on today, God. Strengthen every couple on today, Father, God. Give them grace, God. Give them wisdom, God. Give them understanding on today. God. We speak blessings over every home on today, God. Bless our children on today, God. Keep their minds stayed on you on today, Father, God. Don't allow them to go wayward, God. Don't allow them, Lord, to fall off the path of righteousness on today, Father, God. But I pray that you'll keep them on that straight and narrow path, God, that leads unto righteousness and life on today, Father, God. Lord, begin to entertain their mind with positive things on today, God. With constructive things on today, God. Don't allow their idle mind, God, to get them into mischief on today, God. God, but I pray that that time is occupied productively on today, God. And that you're blessing homes, God. You're blessing families on today, Father, God. You're bringing forth newness and strength and grace and mercy, God. And Lord, we begin to release your peace, God, over every elderly couple, God. Over every senior citizen, God. Those who are lonely in their homes, God. Those that are in nursing homes, God. Those who are in assisted living programs, God. We ask you to surround them with your love, God. Surround our loved ones, God. Those who are in a place, God. Where they don't have the mobility that they need to have Or they can't get around like they would like to, God Encourage the heart of those saints, God Encourage the heart of those believers, God That are senior citizens, God They will live through this pandemic, God They will make it through this situation, God And that you're going to supply their every need, God And Lord, we speak life, God We speak hope, we speak truth, we speak blessings, God And Lord, we decree miracles all today, God that Lord this month of May God we're going to see creative miracles God we're going to see supernatural signs and wonders like never before God we're establishing it in the earth realm God it shall manifest, it shall come to pass it's going to happen for us God we speak it into existence God and we believe your report on today God we believe the report of the Lord on today God move by your power, move by your anointing God stir up every gift in our life on today God we release the anointing and the prophetic God We release the anointing and laying on of hands, God. We release the power, God, that sickness cannot dwell in our body, God. We release faith in the atmosphere, God, that fear is not our portion, God, that you have given us a spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind, God, and that we're going to stand on your word on today, God. Lord, we're going to fight, God, against the hand of the enemy on today, Father, God. But you said that the weapons of our warfare, God, they are not that the weapons of our warfare, our might through God to the pulling down of strongholds on today. Comma, nah. And Lord, we begin to cast down, Lord, every evil imagination. Nah. Everything that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. We bring those thoughts and ideas into the obedience into the captivity of Jesus Christ. And we speak life, we speak blessings, and we speak hope. Come on, let's lift up up on today. Come on, let's magnify him as we begin to praise and worship. As we begin to enter into his presence even the more. Begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Begin to Magnify him right in your living room. Begin to glorify him right in your bedroom. Begin to lift him up right in your kitchen. Begin to bless his name as you begin to offer up worship to him. Offer praise unto his name. God's been too good to us. God has graced us. God has had mercy on our soul. God has kept us for these over 40-something days in a same shelter. We ought to give God the glory. Your cupboard did not run bare. Your lights are still on. Your mortgage is paid. Your car on is paid. Your insurance is paid. You ought to give God some glory. You ought to give Him some praise. Yeah. Give Him some thanks on today as we usher in the presence of the Lord. As we come on and magnify Him. I need the joy of the Lord to be your strength on today, God. Let's begin to worship Him as the sound is here. We come to exalt
2: Him in the name of Jesus. Oh, His word. All we well, back come on, on and magnify Jesus. the name of the Lord today for he is worthy he is worthy and God you are mighty mighty in battle oh God strong oh God a strong deliverer you fight for us oh God and so God we love you this morning oh God we thank you for this yes. first Sunday in the month of May and God we thank you how you are gonna give us the faith, oh God to stand through it this morning and so Father we thank you for being mighty, awesome, powerful, all-knowing, all-sufficient, oh God, and we stand on your word and the promises that you've given us, oh God. Hallelujah.
1: There's nothing that can stand against the power of the word of God. We are here to bless his name. We're here to magnify him because why? He knows our name. I'm grateful that he knows our name. I'm grateful that we have a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on, magnify him, right in your home. Come on, just bless him. Just worship him right where you're at. Just tell him how much you love him. Just tell him how grateful you are. Just be appreciative unto his name. You're worthy to be praised You're worthy to be glorified Oh we magnify you today God For you're worthy to be praised My God, my God We thank God for his presence this morning We thank God for the power Of his anointing We thank God for the sound we thank God for our musicians, amen, and the sound and our media team in the building today. We're here to magnify and lift up the name of Jesus. Listen, once again, welcome to New Covenant Worship Center. I am Apostle Jonas Jones, and we're excited about the Word of God and what God is doing. Continue to share this, continue to share this as we move forward in the service this morning. I want you guys to get your hearts prepared as we prepare to give on this morning, get your offering ready, get your heart set in motion, and understand the power of sowing seed. God is blessing his people, and I'm telling you, we have been experiencing great overflow of what God is doing by the power of sowing seed. You have to put seed in the ground to expect God to bring you forth a harvest. I encourage you, keep sowing, keep giving. Go to our Easy Tide app if you have the Easy Tide app on your phone or you can go to our website www.newcovncwc.com and you can select the tab, the tab to give and you can give online www.newcovncwc.com and you can give online. You can mail in your tithes of offering to 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois 60435. And we are awesome and we appreciate you guys continue to sow and give. God has been blessing. And we're going to come out of this as we gotta, we're going to be back in the building and we're going to shout, amen. God has been blessing. Those of you all who want to continue to give it to our HVAC fund, we're going to extend it to the end of May. And after that, we're going to move forward because God is already blessed. And we're going to meet the need. God has already supplied the need. When we come back in here, things are going to be in place and in order. So we're excited about that. Amen. So go ahead and give. I'm going to give online. We appreciate your sewing, your tithes and offering, your faithfulness. Amen. I'll be given back to you. Press down, shake it together, run it over. Shall me and give it to your bosom? You can give and God will release that harvest into your life. But we have to be obedient when God tells us to give and he tells us to instruct and he instructs us on when to give, how to give, what to give. Be obedient and I promise you God will move and he will bless you. He will supply all of your needs. He will meet you where you're at. Continue to bless God's people. Continue to be a blessing to those who are around you, as the Holy Spirit leads you. And we thank God for the ties and offering on today. So come on, let's bless God, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the seed that was sown today, God. We thank you for every heart that gave on today, Father. And we ask that you will bless them with an hundredfold return on today, God. And that you will bless those that may not have had it to give, Lord. That they will be able to give next time, God. We we release blessings. We release peace. We release prosperity, God, over the hearts and minds of your people on today, God, and we thank you, Lord, Lord, for those things that we received on today, that it will continue to be used for the building of this ministry and for the work of the kingdom, and we thank you and we praise you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Well, we are here in the first Sunday in May, amen. God has blessed us. We have seen four months, and now this is the third day of the month of May. This month of grace, this month of Mother's Day, Amen. So we're grateful for that. And we're just gonna celebrate and give God praise in the midst of we're still in our stay in shelter. We yet have to keep our mindset on those things that are above. We have to yet remain focused on the thing that is important, and that is the, that is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He is what is keeping us. He is the one that is going to provide for us. He's going to watch over us. He's gonna see us through this thing. We're gonna come out stronger, greater, and more powerful after this thing is over. So we're honored and great. For what God has given us this opportunity, and we're gonna get prepared, Amen, to get in the Word of God on this morning. Before we get into the Word, let me give you your, your updates, your weekly updates from the Worldometer for those of you all. Uh, the number of cases of coronavirus. This is worldwide. This is the this is the first numbers worldwide across the globe. There are three million five hundred thirteen thousand two hundred ninety eight cases across the world. There have been 245,495 deaths. This is across the world. But this is what we shout about. There have been 1,132,677 that have recovered from COVID-19. So we give God praise for those who have recovered. We thank God for those who are still standing, those who have overcome this virus. Here in the United States, these are the numbers. In the United States of America there are 1,165,868 cases. There have been 67,552 deaths But there have been 173,910 that have recovered. Amen. So we thank God for there are more that are recovering than are dying. And so we are grateful and we are blessed that God is keeping us. And he is the ultimate healer of our body. He has given us the power to begin to heal ourselves. He'll give us wisdom. He'll give us the things that are needed to keep us safe and to keep us from this virus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I'm ready for the word. Come on. Um, listen, God has ministered to us. We, we had an awesome series on last month as we taught in faith over fear. Um, God has given us such an anointing uh, to bring forth the word of God, even in the midst of this storm, even in the midst of uncertainty, even in the midst of things, not being uh, in a place where you know what's going to happen day to day. Because every day certain things change, things are happening uh, all around us, not just concerning COVID-19. But life is still happening. Life is still moving forward. There are things that you have to deal with on your job, in your home, with your family, different situations. And so today, um, as the Holy Spirit was ministering to me, and I was asking God for wisdom on what should we minister on in our next series. And God began to minister, and he began to lead me to this particular topic. Uh, because once we established that we have faith over fear, now we're in another stage of waiting. We're in another stage of that. They say that we have to be in for another 30 days. Um, This is not an easy task. Um, As you all saw on yesterday, some of you all may have seen uh, the city of Chicago, uh, the Dan Ryan Expressway was shut down for over five hours. There was a young man that was on the L tracks and he had been stabbing himself. Um, And he was on the tracks walking back and forth. Police swat, his mom came trying to talk him off the tracks. They finally had tased him and everything. After a great ordeal that went down, he was still stabbing himself when they started to to tase him. And I found out this morning that the young man died at the hospital. Mental illness is real. And May is Mental Illness Awareness Month. And so we have to pray and we have to intercede like never before because the enemy is trying to push people to the breaking point he's trying to push people to the point where the enemy will come in and use them and the enemy will come in to try to now destroy their life and commit suicide there was a doctor in New York she had been uh uh, treating COVID-19 patients and just overwhelmed with being in the emergency room and doing those various things and she committed suicide Um, I don't even think she was 50 years old But we have to be in a position where we guard our mind. We have to be in a position to guard our thoughts. And so in this particular new series, which is entitled Waiting in Faith, Waiting in Faith, Mm. we have to wait in faith. What am I saying? What am I talking about? What am I referring to? You can't just be waiting and not doing anything. Waiting is an action. Waiting is something that you are serving, you are ministering, you are doing something. This thing is going to bless you so tremendously. And this part one, i I got a lot to cover. But I want to give you just some basic foundation for you to understand where I'm coming from. And I want you to have the ability to see how God is going to bless us and how we're going to receive from him in this time of waiting. We have to wait in faith. Faith is the uh, is the evidence of things not seen. Those things that we can't see. Faith now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. So we have to wait with expectation. Mm-hmm. You can't wait and not be in expectation of that believing that the promises that God has given unto us, the promises that he has spoken unto us, that they're going to come to manifestation. We have to believe that we have to walk, walk in that and we have to be willing to wait for that thing to manifest in the natural because it's a process to waiting. And what happens in waiting is that the enemy comes to bring you to a place of distress, the enemy comes to bring you to a place of being tired, being weary, being frustrated, he brings worry, he brings doubt. Why? Because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. We don't know what the end result is going to be. So we have to wait in faith. We have to wait with the expectation and knowing that God is going to fulfill the plan and promises that he has given to us and that we will walk in those things and we'll have those things that he has promised us. So I got a lot to cover today, and I just want you guys to understand and know that God is going to bring us through this, and we're going to have the ability to wait in faith. We're not going to allow the enemy to bring us into worry, bring us into doubt. We have to speak life, we have to speak hope, we have to change our conversation because what we begin to hear is going to determine how we respond. So we have to begin to surround ourselves in praise and worship. Surround yourself with the word of God. Surround yourself with positive things that will feed your spirit. You can't sit around and watch doom and gloom movies. You can't sit around and watch those things that, uh, uh, you know, magnify negative things. But you have to begin to feed yourself with positive uh, images and positive thoughts so that you can have the ability to wait in faith. Amen? So the first thing that I want to uh, discuss And I want to talk about, and I want you to understand that the first thing that waiting is is something that you, is something that you're doing while you're waiting. Come on. Um, a lot of, there are a lot of different things that come along with the definition of waiting, um, but we have to understand that waiting is an action. Waiting is something that is an action word. Amen. And that we are in a position where you have to be doing something while you're waiting. Uh, You know, when you go to different uh, areas and you have to wait, they give you things to occupy your time. When you go to the doctor's office, you'll see magazines around, you'll see various articles relating to health issues because they want you to occupy your time and your mind while you're waiting so that you don't become agitated, you don't become antsy, you don't become impatient. So I want us to understand um, a couple of definitions of the word wait and waiting according to the Bible Bible Study Tools Dictionary. And I want us to get two definitions here. The one that we're going to use uh, throughout the series is that waiting is, is the part of you to, to serve or to minister, the act in the capacity of a servant or an attendant. So you have to be doing something. You have to be moving. You have to be serving. You got to be in a position of serving in a capacity that your faith is going to move you. Faith without works is dead. You can't just have faith without works. Come on. Faith and works go together. Because once you begin to move on faith, that is what is going to establish and build you up so that you can accomplish what God has called for you to do. Come on. This other definition, um that it begins to share says the most important and frequent frequent use of the word wait however is to define the attitude of a soul God word it implies the listening ear a heart responsive to the wooing of God a concentration of the spiritual faculties upon heavenly things the patience of faith listen to this the earnest expectation of the creation it describes an eager anticipation and yearning for the revelation of truth and love as it is in the Father so Waiting has expectation tied to. It. Come on. Because you're not waiting on something, and you, you're not you're not waiting on something without having to receive something from your waiting. You gain something in your waiting. There's a reward for your waiting. We go to Six Flags. We go to the amusement parks and we sit in lines for an hour, two hours long, why? Because at the end of the line, we're expecting to get on the ride to receive something for our waiting. We're now receiving something because why? We put in the time for the waiting. Our faith was in the expectation of all the hype and all the thrills and all the things that you were gonna get out of that ride. So you're in, a, in, a, in your mindset, you're in expectation mode that I am going to receive while I'm in this place of waiting because I'm gonna to get to the end of the line and I'm gonna make it to the place where I'm gonna get on this thrill ride. Come on. Oh, this is gonna be good. Listen, I'm just setting the foundation. So I'm teaching, I'm teaching to you this morning. Uh, I want to point out something before I get to the scriptures. I'm pointing these things out. Uh, There's an article in Unlocking the Bible. Unlocking the Bible by Linda Green. This article was published in August of 2017. And she began to talk about what to do while you're waiting on God. This is an article by Linda Green in the Unlocking the Bible uh, article. So, I want to read a little bit of this And what she shares, because it really brings some encouragement and some insight of the power of waiting. She says, she talks about 10 things to do while you're waiting on God. And it says, perhaps this is why the Bible talks so much about waiting. God wants us to know that waiting is far from a passive activity in which we do nothing. In fact, scripture teaches us that God wants us to actively participate in the work he desires to accomplish. Waiting strategically can cultivate good fruit in our in our lives, such as patience, perseverance, and endurance. It also draws us closer to our Savior and points those who are watching us to the gospel. Come on. To that end, here are ten things to do while you wait. Now, I'm not going to read all ten of these things. I want to read um, just I'm going to read just one of them really, and that's number two. Because this is the area where we're going to focus in on the word today. Number two says, in one of her in one of her ten points, the second point she gives: watch with expectation, watch with expectancy, but be prepared for unexpected answers. And she gives the reference to Psalms chapter five verse three. She goes on and she says, while God has been faithful to answer many of our in many of my prayers, it's often been in far different ways than I would have anticipated. God knows that the only way to do what He and I both deserve, both desire, will at times involve varying degrees of discomfort in my life. Growing in humility means pride has to be done away with. Hmm. Learning to love like Jesus requires us to say no to self's constant demand for selfish ambition.
0: Come
1: on. Wanting our own way and putting ourselves first. Growing in patience inevitably involves some form of waiting. Did you hear that? Growing in patience inevitably involves some form of waiting. So you can if you're asking God for patience, you cannot get around waiting. It says whether in a long line at the grocery store or a lifetime whether in a long, in a long line at the grocery store or a lifetime for a loved one to come to Christ. When we lay our request before him, it is by faith that we wait and watch in anticipation of God's good work in us and others. So now, we've established that waiting is a process. Waiting is something that's going to develop some other skills in our life that we need in order to be able to serve God and be able to be effective as believers. If we're going to be believers in this thing, if we're going to be in a position where we can begin to overcome pressure, we can overcome the things and the weights that the enemy has placed upon us, we have to be the example of waiting in faith. We can't be the ones that that lose it. We can't be the ones that become discombobulated. We can't be the ones that break down under the pressure. We have to be in a position where we allow God to minister to us and that we have the ability to have the patience to be able to wait on God to fulfill the process, to wait for God to bring us to the place of our promise. And so we're going to talk about today, and I'm going to give you some scriptures, but I want to talk about Abram, and we're going to get to Genesis 12. But before we get there, we're laying a foundation. Let's go to the book of James. Let's go to James chapter 1. I'm in the Amplified Version. We're going to go to James chapter 1 in the Amplified Version. We're going to start reading at verse 2. It says, consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. And it goes on in verse 5. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. But he must ask for wisdom in faith without doubting God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord. Being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways in everything he thinks, he feels or decides. So here it is. I want us to understand that we're in the midst of this pandemic. We have another 30 days of staying Mm sheltered. This is a trial. This is something that has come upon us that is going to try us, that is going to try to push us into areas and to get us to a place where we may lose it if we're not careful to have the ability to wait in faith. He tells us, he said, be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance. You're gaining endurance through this whole waiting period. You're gaining strength that you didn't know you had. You're identifying areas in your character that you didn't know you had the power to do because you had never been tried like this. You had never been tested like this. And so here, he said, be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to what? Spiritual maturity and inner peace. You said, well, how am I gaining inner peace and I can't go outside? How am I gaining inner peace and I can't go to my local mall? How am I gaining peace and I can't go to the movies? How am I gaining peace and I can't go to school. How am I gaining peace and I can't go to work? He said, How is that? because in the midst of this, this particular area is helping to build you up because you're looking at this thing now through spiritual eyes and not natural eyes. You have to change your vision. You have to change your perception. You, got, you can't continue to look at it through the natural as you have, as the enemy would have you to think this woe is me attitude. No. You're spiritually maturing through this. Why? Because I'm having the ability to know that I'm waiting in faith because I have an expectation that I'm going to come out of this. I'm, I'm not going always not be able to go to work. I'm not going to always not be able to go to the mall. I'm not going to always not be able to go to church. You have to believe that this is going to end at some point and we got to trust God that it's going to end sooner than later and that God is going to implement some things in place to keep us safe and that we're going to be able to prosper. Why? Because I believe the promise of God. This is not a part of God's plan. This is the enemy's tactic to bring forth fear, to bring forth doubt and to bring us to a place where we think that God is not able. But I'm here to let the enemy know that because we're waiting in faith, we're going to see the saints. We're going to see the body of Christ. We're going to rise up and we're going to stand strong and firm on his word. And we're going to see more people come to Christ in this time, in this season than ever before. Why? Because they're going to see us waiting in faith. They're going to see us waiting with great expectation. They're going to see us waiting in hope. Why? Because we can't lose this battle because the battle is not ours. It belongs to the Lord. So God is fighting for us. We're not fighting in our own strength. We're fighting in faith in God. Amen.
0: Yes. My
1: God. So he goes on. He says in verse four, "Let endurance have its perfect work, its perfect result, and and do a thorough work, so that you may perfect and completely develop in your faith, lacking nothing." Listen, when you're waiting in faith, this is developing your faith. When you're acting out and you're moving in a situation and you're constantly in a position and a mindset that I believe in God and I have faith in God that he's going to bring me out. This is producing and developing your faith. Listen, if your faith was never challenged, how are you going to know that it even exists? If your faith was never challenged, how are you going to know that God is able to bring you out of something that you said you have faith in him? If we have faith in him, God, this is an opportunity for God to be glorified. This is an opportunity for God's name to be Magnified. And so I know it seems like it's a lot. I know it seems like it's a lot of pressure. I know it seems like that like you're like you going to break under this thing. But I'm here to encourage you to let you know that if you maintain your posture in waiting and that you will be obedient to the instructions that he gives you, God will begin to bless you. He'll begin to let you see that you have the power and the ability on the inside of you to overcome this thing and we're going to make it through. Why? Because God is developing my faith so that I will be lacking nothing. Once we come out of this There's not going to be anything that the enemy can throw at you That you're not going to be able to overcome
0: Come on, Because
1: you're going to be that much more strong And he says in verse 5 Because we don't need wisdom If any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance He is to ask our benevolent God Who gives to everyone generously Without rebuke or blame And it will be given to him Listen you've got to ask God for faith I mean ask God for wisdom We have to ask God for the wisdom Ask him for the understanding Ask him for the guidance And God will begin to build us up and he'll strengthen us. Amen? Let's go to our next verse before we get to the meat of the message. And I got to hurry up. Let's go to James chapter 4. I'm sorry, not James chapter 4. James chapter 2. James 2, let's look at verse 14. James chapter 2, starting at verse 14. Mm -hmm. It says, what is the benefit, my fellow believers, if someone claims to have faith but has no good works as evidence? Can that kind of faith save him? No, a mere claim of faith is not sufficient. Hmm. Genuine faith produces good works. Listen, you just can't claim to have faith and not have any good works attached to it.
0: Come
1: on. You have to be in a position that we have to be obedient to what God tells us in order for us to get to the promise that he has promised us. There is action in your waiting. You can't just say, I want a job and I'm waiting on God to give me a job. And you're just standing there waiting. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Do it, God. Job will come. Job coming to your house. Job coming to knock on your door. Job is not going to come looking for you You have to go looking for a job because once you ask God, God give me a job, now it's my responsibility that I have to do something to let God know that I have the ability to believe his word, that I have faith to go out and start looking for a job. That means that I have to start going online applying for jobs. I have to start putting out my resume. I have to start doing things in order for a job to come into my life because it now shows forth that I believe what God says and that I'm putting work behind my faith so that it can manifest. And so he says in verse 15, if a brother or sister is without adequate clothing and lacks enough food for each day and one of you says to them, go in peace with my blessing. Keep warm and feed yourselves but he does not give them necessities for the body what good does that do? So to faith, if it does not have works to back it up it by itself dead, inoperative, and ineffective. Come on. But someone may say, you claim to have faith and I have good works, show me your alleged faith without the works if you can, and I will show you my faith by my works, that is, by what I do. So your faith is shown by what you do. Come on. And God is beginning to let us see and understand. I'm going to break this thing down after we get from Genesis 12 and I'm going to give you an example of how we operate in faith and how you are waiting in faith and you've been doing this all along but you have not taken the time to identify it because you've been so busy complaining, we've been so busy murmuring, we've been so busy talking about what I don't have, we've been so busy talking about well I wish I could have would have but God we have to still get to understand that in the midst of waiting God is still blessing us. Let's keep reading Verse 19 You believe that God is one And you do well to believe that The demons also believe that And shudder and bristle in awe Feel terror They have seen his wrath But are you willing to recognize You foolish spiritual shallow person That faith without good works is useless Was our father Abraham Not shown to be justified by works Of obedience which expressed his faith When he offered Isaac his son On the altar as a sacrifice to God you see that his faith was working together with his works. Did you hear that? You see his faith, faith was working together with, with his, his work. works. And as a result of the works, his faith was completed, reaching its maturity when he expressed his faith through obedience. My God. Come on. So waiting in faith requires us to do something That's going to help us reach maturity That's going to help us to be able To be obedient to the plan of God So that we can reach the promise That God has spoken to us That we are supposed to have But if we're just in a position where we're just waiting We're not moving, we're not doing We're not believing, we're not trusting We're not praying, we're not praising We're not worshiping, we're not going To experience God at his fullness And we're not going to achieve The promise that he has given unto us Because we're going to be so in a position Where we're down and defeated With doubt and worry So God says wait in faith I need you to do something daughter I need you to do something son I need you to be active in this situation Don't become complacent Don't just accept what they're telling you Don't keep focusing in I told you on the death You've got to begin to do what God has called you to do People are in a frenzy Come on. And people are in a place Where they're becoming agitated the same response to this. I'm in the city working in the stores and people are having whole attitudes because they telling you getting all snappy. Stay six feet away from me. You acting like people walking around with a plague, and if you touch them, that you're gonna die a drop of a hat. Because people are just so, they mind is so out of touch with with, with, with with the things of God, and the enemy is planted so much fear, they're walking around and they say, don't touch me, don't get next to me, stay six feet over there. What are you talking about? Don't allow the enemy to destroy your faith by allowing fear to lead you. Come on. Fear can't lead you. you got to have faith to lead you. In verse 23, and the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God, and this faith was cre- credited to him by God as righteous and as conforming to his will. And he was called the friend of God. Listen, go to Genesis 12. i got to hurry up. Go to Genesis 12. Genesis 12.
0: I'm ready. Drink later. I'm going to
1: preach this. Come on, thing. let's preach this word. Genesis 12. Let's start reading at verse 1. Now in Haran, the Lord had said to Abram, Go away from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you abundantly and make your name great, exalted distinguished and you shall be a blessing a source of great good to others and I will bless do good for benefit those who bless you and I will curse that is subject to my wrath and judgment the one who curses despises, dishonors, has contempt for you and in you all families, nations of the earth will be blessed. Let's stop right there. Those first three verses God has given Abram instructions to leave Haran, to leave his father's land. His father has died. He's lost his brother. And now this is an opportunity for Abram to go into a new area, a new place, a new territory. Now, God has spoken something to him, and he told him what he was going to do in his life. He's given him a promise. He said, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you abundantly. And I will make your name great, exalted, distinguished And you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others Now, you're telling me something that's not actually in manifestation right now because I just lost my daddy, I lost my brother There's death around me And you're telling me at the age of 75 To go to a new land and go to a new territory You're telling me you're going to make my name Great at 75? You mean to tell me Why would you wait so long till I get old And now you're going to tell me that I'm going to be Great and that you're going to make me a great nation? How am I going to have a great nation? Me and my wife Don't even have any children. How are you going to Make my name great? So you got to understand God is speaking to Abram According to faith. He's speaking Words of hope. He's speaking words of promise and so now Abram has the position of what does he do while waiting on the faithful promise to manifest and so he says in verse 3 and I will bless do good for the benefit for those who bless you I will curse that is the subject of my wrath and judgment the one who curses his father dishonest and contempt for you and you listen to this all families and nations of the earth will be blessed
3: hmm.
1: now look at verse 4 because this is the key waiting in faith so in other words, we we just found out that faith without works is dead. And then we found out that you have to be in a position that you have to do something while you're waiting. Back
0: up that faith. Come on. Number
1: four, so Abram did what? Departed in faithful obedience as the Lord had directed him. So now he's in a position that he's now taking his waiting into action mode because now he got up and he was obedient to the instructions of God. And this is what's going to bring him to his faithful promise of him becoming this particular leader of nations where he's going to bless his family. He's going to make him his name great. You have to get up and do something. And so now once he makes the decision to move in obedience, now look at this. Lot his nephew left with him Lot has come Because he lost his daddy And Lot is in a position where he's now attached to his uncle. He's now attached to Abram and he says, I see that God is getting ready to take you to the next level. I see that God's getting ready to bless you. See when you start moving in faith, it's going to allow people to want to be around you. It's going to allow people to want to be attached to you. They want to see what God is going to do in your life. But if you're just waiting and you're just in a position where you're not moving in in the right direction of where faith is, nobody's going to follow you. Nobody's going to follow you while you're just sitting in the chair, moaning and groaning and weeping and, and complaining and murmuring. Nobody wants to be around that. But here, Lot saw something in his uncle. Even at the age of 75, wow. he saw something that God had spoken to him and he was willing to make a decision and say you know what? I'm going to follow after you, Abram. I'm going to follow after you because God has spoken something in your life that I believe you got the faith to do it. Why? Because you got up and obeyed the instructions. Yeah. And see, until you get up and obey the instructions, how are your children going to know who God is? How is your husband going to know that you can be saved? How is your wife going to know that she can be delivered? If we don't get into a position to begin to move according to the plans and strategies of what God has told us to do. He says, so Abram departed in faith and obedience as the Lord had directed him and Lot, his nephew left with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. Oh my God. Verse 5. Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his nephew, and all their possessions which they had acquired, and the people, servants, which they had acquired in Haran. And they set out to go to the land of Canaan. Wow. I need you to understand something. When you, when we read the scripture, it says that patience brings endurance. Yes. Patience patience brings you to a place of spiritual maturity.
3: Yes. Patience
1: begins to build your faith. The things that we're gonna gain in this stay in shelter, when we come out of it, you gotta take those characteristics into this thing when you come out. You can't lose that, that endurance. You can't lose that patience that you had once things are opened back up, once things are back to the place of a sense of normalcy. So, you got to have the power to understand that I have to take that same mindset while I was waiting. Those things that have been birthed in me, that I've become spiritually mature in my faith, I got to take that outside when outside open back up. I got to take that tenacity outside, that endurance, that patience. I can't allow it to just be in a position while I'm in a state of shelter. I have to have the faith to believe that that thing that's been built up in me, I'm going to use it when I come out again.
0: Come
1: on. He said in verse 6 And Abram passed through the land as far as the site of Shechem to the great timber tree, oak tree of Morah Now, the Canaanites were in the land at that time. Listen at verse 7. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, Now, once he got around into the land where God was given to take him, God appears to him again. If he would have stayed at Haran, God would not have an opportunity to come speak to him again concerning the promise because he had not moved on the first assignment to get out of Haran. So until we get to the place of obedience and begin to yield to the instructions, we're not going to be able to wait in faith and we're not going to be able to hear the next instruction that God is going to give us because we weren't obedient to the first move. So because he was obedient to the first move and he got up and left, now in verse 7, God comes to speak to him again. And he says, now I will give this land to your descendants. He says, so Abram built an altar there to honor the Lord who had appeared to him. Now, while you're waiting, you got to be in a position to, while you're waiting in faith, you got to build an altar before God. Come
0: on. you got to build
1: a place where you can honor him. Build a place where you can magnify him. Build a place where you can glorify him. Start praising him right in your bedroom. I know you can't get to the church house, but the church house is not the place to restrict your praise. You don't have to be in a building, in a place of, with, amongst your brothers and sisters in order to praise God and honor God. Set aside a place, set aside some time, because that's what's going to give you the ability to wait in faith so that you can get to the promise that God has spoken to Abraham, that God has spoken to you. You have to be in a position to honor God. God you, God, we honor you you have to honor him through this process don't blame God don't be mad at God you gotta honor God so he goes on he said I will give this land to your descendants so Abram built an altar there to honor the Lord who appeared to him in verse 8 then he moved on from there to the mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east and listen to this and there he built an altar to the Lord <laughs> and called on the name of the lord in what in worship through prayer praise and thanksgiving what so as he's waiting for him to for the for the lord to give this land to his descendants and as he's going up to the next area he builds another altar to the lord and he calls on the name of the lord there you have to call on the name of the lord while you're waiting you have to begin to call on him in prayer Call on him through your praise and your thanksgiving. you got to give God thanks in the midst of the situation. Because this is what's going to fulfill the promise. This is what's going to bring you the blessing. This is what's going to bring you to the place of being reassured that God is going to do it for you. Now let me give you a practical illustration so you can understand this fully. And most of you all will understand this. Let Let me come down here and get a little closer so you can get the full understanding. Because we're talking about waiting in faith. And you say, well, Apostle, I'm impatient. I don't like waiting. I get frustrated easy. And I want it right now. But I'm here to encourage you to let you know that you actually have the ability to wait. It's on the inside of you. But you have to just begin to tap into it. And you got to know that I got to wait in faith. Because this thing is building up my faith. It's building up my expectation in the things of God, and it's going to push me to the next realm and to the next level. Come on. So how many of us have ever been to Red Lobster? Most of us have been to Red Lobster. Red Lobster is a place that when you go into a restaurant, and when you go into Red Lobster, the name says Red Lobster. And the first thing you see when you walk through the door and most Red Lobsters, you see the lobster tank with lobsters in it because now they're painting the picture and they're building up your appetite for what they, you come in expecting, because their name says Red Lobster, you don't want to see catfish in the tank, you don't want to see scallops in the tank, you want to see what the name says. So they have Red Lobster, they got lobsters in the tank, because now when you walk in, this is what the represents serve, this is what that restaurant serves, they serve seafood. You wouldn't want to see beef, and you don't want to see uh, poultry, you want to see seafood, because this is what their name represents. So you go in with expectation of this is what you're going to receive based on the name. so. You go in, and when you go in, you go up to the counter, you go up to the greeter, and he asks them how many guests you have, and you tell them how many guests, and they may tell you that the wait may be 5 or 10 minutes or so, or 20 minutes or 30 minutes, depending on the crowd, and then they give you a little thing that's a buzzer, and then you go and you can sit down, and you stand up, and you can do what you need to do while you're waiting. You can have, you can look over the menu while you're waiting, so you're in a position where you're waiting in order to get seated and so you're in a waiting mode because why you expect that once you get seated you're going to now order the food that you expect to order you're going to get the meal that you expect to have and that you're going to now eat the thing that you have ordered and it's going to be to your satisfaction because all of this is happening because why? I'm in a posture of waiting. I'm in a posture of expectation. I'm in a posture yeah. of hope because I'm waiting in faith. You're waiting in faith. So now they call your buzzer goes off. And now after 15, 30, 20 minutes, you go and the waiter the, the waiter comes or the greeter comes to sit you at the table. But now here comes the waiter. <laughs> now you say it's a waiter or a waitress. What's the, what's the root word in both of those? Is wait. Means to serve So the waiter is coming to serve you And you're in expectation Of what they serve you Is what you order or what you desire Or what you want from the menu And when you sit down and say I'm going to bring you some waters I'll be right back And while you're waiting they give you the menu And you start looking over the menu And what they do on the menu They have pictures of the meal And they have it right by the picture of the meal They got the price, they got everything And so you look at that picture And you say that looks good Uh So that's your expectation And your faith being stirred up Because the way it looks now It becomes appeasing to the eye But you have to now wait for the server The waitress or the waiter To come back to take your order And now once they come back They say are you ready to order and you begin to put it in your order. You say, "I want this and I want that." They say, "Well, do you want any appetizer?" And you say, "Yeah, I'll take an appetizer because what does the appetizer do? It sustains you until your full entree comes in order to maintain you while you're waiting." Because you're waiting in a position of expecting the full course meal. And now they come with them good biscuits. Oh, somebody going to Red Lobster when we get off this live today. You can go and order Take out at Red Lobster. We already just looked it up and searched it out. You can go call your order and get you some of them good biscuits. And so while you're waiting, they give you biscuits. And, and you're, you're just sitting there fellowshipping and you're talking. and you're And you're in expectation because, why? I'm expecting my meal to look like the picture I've seen. I'm in a place of hope. I'm in a place of faith. And I don't have any problem with waiting because why? I've experienced this particular restaurant before, and I don't mind the process that I have to go through because I receive the reward of the food knowing that it's going to be to my satisfaction, knowing that it's going to be what I desire. And so now the food comes out, and it is to your satisfaction, and you eat it, and it blesses you. And now what they've done, because they served you an appetizer, and they served you biscuits, and now you get so full that you can't eat the entire your full entree or the meal that you ordered, so now you have a to-go plate. And so now, they make you think that you got so much food and you were so full that you didn't realize you had drank the water, drank the lemonade, ate the biscuits, ate the appetizer, so you couldn't eat the full meal. So it was something for you to take home. So now in your mind, you say, wow, this restaurant really blessed me. This really, this restaurant really satisfied me. Why? Because you got everything you were waiting for. Because you were waiting in faith they came And they gave you what you had ordered. It was to your liking. It was to your pleasing. And most of us, you can go on in a red lobster and they can tell you a 30-minute wait. And you say, okay. 45-minute wait. And you say, okay. Because why? You have now waited before and you have faith in what you're going to receive because your expectation has been met before. I need you to know that God has met your expectation in previous issues, in previous circumstances. He has come through for you when you were waiting. You didn't know how he was gonna come, you didn't know how he was going to bless, you didn't know how he was gonna bring you out of the situation, but I guarantee you, he brought you out of it, he came through for you. Why? Even though the waiting process seemed strenuous, even though the waiting process seemed tumultuous, but God gave you the ability to come through it. So this is why I'm encouraging you today, wait in faith. Mm. Wait with expectation, knowing that God is going to meet your need. I've never been to Papagos, but they say that the, the wait can be at least one hour on a busy day. And you're going to wait an hour or two hours. Why? Because you have an expectation of what they're going to serve you is going to be satisfaction to your soul. So you got to understand that when we go through this waiting season, you got to know that when we come out of this, God has already prepared yes. the blessing. He's already prepared the thing of the promise that he's given unto us. Abram was given these blessings and he was given this particular uh, uh, understanding that he was going to receive some things and he stepped out and he left Haran. He was obedient to the instruction. So I'm here to encourage you. You have to do something while you're waiting.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to be obedient to the instruction. You got to be obedient to the things that God has given you. And God will begin to bless you. Amen. Come on, give God a hand of praise. Yes, hallelujah. Come on, bless his name. For he is
3: worthy. He is worthy Thank to be praised. My
1: God, my God. Holy Spirit. Wait in faith. Waiting in faith. Don't be discouraged. Don't become impatient. Know that your waiting is not in vain. Can I give you another thing that that another quick real quick illustration? I'm going to minister to a few people. Waiting has its benefits, and and how we wait, and some of us don't know how to wait, and we miss out on some of the things that God will begin to give to us. A couple of weeks ago, when when I celebrated my wife for her birthday, and we went to Morton's to pick up the food, Now I ordered the order the day before of the meals that we wanted. So we pulled up to the restaurant that day. It was supposed to be ready, I believe, at 5 o'clock. And when we got there, he came out and said, "Well, we're going to get it ready. It's going to be ready in a few minutes. Just hold on. The waiter came out. And then he came out and he said, it's going to be a little longer. Just hold on. We're working on it. He said, this is more than wanted to be up to your standards, because this is who we represent so he came out and he gave us a key lime pie for waiting, longer than proof, anticipated to wait. And then he came out again and said, they had messed it up and I wanted to be right because our name Morton means something and so we wanted to be together. They came out and they gave us a bottle of wine. We weren't waiting complaining, we weren't calling the number yes. and asking what's taking so long, why you so slow, what's going on in the kitchen. We were waiting with expectation, waiting in faith, and God met us. Yeah. And we got more than what we had anticipated wow. because we waited in patience and we waited in faith, knowing that we were going to receive something that we believe because we've had them before. This is something that we have a, 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 a we like and we enjoy. And this was special occasions. So when you have that mindset. Waiting doesn't become so strenuous. Waiting doesn't become so Arduous But you can be in a position where Waiting and faith can be a blessing So I want you to Understand that today And I want God to release his power His blessings over your life I want you to stand on his promises Like never before during this month of May I don't care What it looks like God is well able to bring us through this we're going to win the battle. We're going to overcome this because God is faithful to us and we're waiting in faith. If you need a word, just type it in the comments. I'm going to minister to a couple of people we're going to get out of here. If you need a word, put it in the comments. Just, tell us, just give me the name and I'll minister to you. If you need a word of encouragement, something to push you through, To get you through the week. I want to minister some encouragement to you. Before we close out this live today. Because I believe God will minister to us. And he'll give us what we need. And God will begin to speak to us. If we give him an opportunity to speak. Uh God is able. God is able. You got somebody on the knee?
3: Sister Sarah said Nick means a
2: word.
1: Brother Nick, I speak encouragement to Brother Nick right now. Nick, God is building you up in this season. He's allowing you to see what's on the inside of you that you didn't
2: believe you had. This particular season has built
1: you up and it has now exposed What had been buried over the years So God said I want you to know That you're a man of faith He said I want you to know that you're a man of hope I want you to know that you're a man Of great wisdom And God is going to continue to build you up In this hour He said continue to wait in faith Continue to trust in my word Continue to now move according to my instructions Don't lose sight of the instructions Of being obedient to the things That he tells you to do So Nick, I speak encouragement. You're growing like never before in this hour. You're maturing in the things of God like never before. And God wants you to be excited about who who, who you're becoming. (laughs) He said, don't downplay what God is doing in your life. He said, be excited about how he's giving you wisdom and how he's letting you see your prayers being answered. (laughs) He said, because that's building up your faith and your hope in him. Amen. Anybody else? God is, has you at a place of, of, of rest. God, the Holy Spirit just beginning to give me that word rest. God said he wants you to rest in this hour. And what that means is he wants you to trust him even the more. He wants you to trust in the things that he's given you. Trust in the strength and the wisdom that he's poured upon your life. He said, hold on and be in rest. Be in trust in me. It's not in what man can do. It's not in what people can do. It's about what God will do. And God wants you to maintain that focus. Maintain that mindset to rest in him. He said, don't worry, don't stress. He said, lay those things that that, that you have, those burdens. He said, lay them at the altar. Lay them at his feet. And leave them there. Rest assured that God is going to give you. God said rest in this hour Don't allow the worry to come He said rest in his promises He shall supply all of your needs According to his riches and glory By Christ Jesus It's going to happen, amen Anybody else? Sister Sister Chi Chi I speak Peace upon your heart The enemy has really tried to torment you The enemy has really tried to speak some things into your mind to have you to be distracted. He said, stop allowing the enemy to make God less than your problem. So in other words, stop allowing the enemy to make you think that God is not bigger than your situation. God is bigger than your situation and he can handle your situation. He can handle your situation. He wants you to be reassured that he's still has you in his arms. He has you covered. He's comforting you. He's ministering to you even in the midnight hour. Even in the nighttime when the enemy comes to speak words of loneliness and, 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 and words of, 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 of doubt. He said, remind me said that you have to know who you are in the kingdom of God. That you are fearfully and wondrously made. That you've been made in his image and his likeness Don't be up in what you see on On social media and, and what people portray and what things they try to put up He said know who you are And trust that God is working on you And that God is going to strengthen you Through this process Believe his word Trust in him God bless you sister so you Last one The blessings of the Lord that make it rich and add no sorrow over your life, Sister Melissa. I just heard the Lord say, "The blessing of the Lord that make it rich and add no sorrow." He wants you to really grab a hold to that. The blessings of the Lord that make it rich and add no sorrow. God is bringing you to a place where the blessings of God are chasing you down. The blessings of God are going to be looking for you. And when the blessing shows up, it's not going to add sorrow so that you'll know that it's from God. You'll know that God has ordained it to be so at such a time as this. He said, continue to walk in the obedience that I've given you to walk in. Continue to hold fast to God's unchanging hand. He said, and you're going to see the manifestation of that word, that the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich is added no sorrow. God is increasing you. He's favoring you. And he's going to give you even the more peace. to move you back into the place of where God had you. God said, I want you to go back to your first words. I want you to go back to the altar. I want you to go back on your knees. I want you to go back to the place of intimacy. That intimate relationship. He wants you to begin to seek after Him with an urgency and a hunger. Uh He said, and when you begin to seek Him with that urgency and with that hunger, He said, that's when He's going to speak and give you wisdom on the next move. See, the enemy came to bring distraction and confusion because He wants to continue to keep you separated from His intimacy with Him. So God said, get into that intimate space with him and God will give you the instructions on what you need to do. He said, don't move in flesh. And he said, don't be so quick to move in the thing of what you thought was good based on what it looks like in the natural. He said, but be in a position to trust his word. Trust his promise. He wants you to get back to that intimate place. And that's when God's going to speak. Amen. Come on, we give God praise we give God glory. We thank you all for being here today. We thank you for tuning into our virtual lives, being in fellowship with us here. We're grateful and we're thankful for this platform. And we just thank God for his grace and his mercy. We thank God for his peace, for his love, for his kindness. And we just ask that you all continue to pray for us as we pray with you. Continue to do what God is leading you to do in this hour. As we're gonna see ourselves come out of this greater and strong. Next Sunday, we're gonna have communion. So get your communion ready for next Sunday. And we're gonna have virtual communion. Some things may come up during the week that I may make some adjustments to that. So just stay connected. Because I'm believing God for instruction on how we're going to do what we may do next week. But we're gonna have communion on next Sunday. Next Sunday is Mother's Day celebrate mothers and just give God the glory and the praise so i thank you we appreciate you for being in our lives on this seventh week that we've been away from the building and we've had to have virtual church so continue to be steadfast unmovable always about in the work of the lord so heavenly father i thank you for the grace and mercy that you bestowed upon us today i thank you for the anointing of love the anointing of peace the anointing of joy that rests upon our hearts and that, God, you will equip us and build us up to be able to endure this hour, this
3: season. And that we're going to wait in faith. And we're going to
1: receive the manifestation of God's power and his glory. And we're going to understand that waiting in the process will bless us and keep us. And, God, I thank you that you're bringing forth increased overflow into the lives and hearts and minds of the people that are connected to this ministry and those who are watching online. I call for unexpected income this week. I call for increased overflow. Those who are seeking employment, open up doors for those opportunities that your name and your resume will come to the top. And God, we thank you that you're healing our bodies from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. No sickness, no real misdove, baby, should come nigh our blood. And God, we thank you. We praise you. It's in Jesus name we pray. Come on, Pastor Felicia, sing us out just a couple of notes all be blessed. We'll be right back here, with God with on Thursday night for prayer and Bible study. And next Sunday, we'll be in uh our second Sunday be we'll Family and Friends Day Family we'll and Friends to join the virtual mm-hmm. church. We're gonna have communion. And at the end of this live, post your selfies and let somebody know that you were in church today. So come on Pastor Banese and close us out. Diamond.